Happy Sabbath. Do you all have a good Thanksgiving? Good. I hope you've been very blessed so far. I hope you've been blessed so far with this church service. But today's going to be a really special day, a day where we can share together, where we can actually participate a little bit more than we usually get to, which is a huge blessing. And I think we'll find that out as we go along this morning. But I'm just thankful to be here together. Lee and I got to go over to uh, Taft, California and spend Thanksgiving with her grandma and her family. So that was a huge blessing. And hearing from a lot of you, sounds like you've had a good Thanksgiving, had a lot of uh, good time with relatives and friends. And it's so good to see so many of the younger generation here this Sabbath. We had in the young adults, I'll start off by Thanksgiving, uh, we had like 12 in our young adult Sabbath school class this morning, which was super fun to have a lot of people here. It's good to see a lot of faces here, a lot of family, a lot of friends here. So we're so glad that you're here this morning to worship God together. That's what this is all about. I'd like to just have another word of prayer as I begin. Precious Father in heaven, we just long for you to speak this morning. And Lord, as we each get a chance to share together this morning, I ask that you lay on our hearts just the things that you would have us to share. Lord, we want to share things that lift Jesus up and that that encourage others, that, that help us to see how incredible your love is, how faithful you are, how you take such good care of us. So, Father, I just pray that that we would hear about your goodness this morning, that you would be glorified, that you'd be lifted up, and that our hearts would be drawn far closer to you, that we'd grow to love you more than we've ever loved you before. This can only happen by the power of your Holy Spirit. So we invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever worked really, really hard for something? And then you were doing it for somebody and nobody seemed to appreciate it. You know, you you go through all this work. Maybe even it happened Thanksgiving. You slaved in the kitchen for for a day, maybe two days, making all the pumpkin pies, all the cookies, all the mashed potatoes and stuffing, all that stuff. And then nobody even seemed to notice or really say thank you. If so, I'm sorry. And I want to say thank you on their behalf. (laughs) Well... I remember it was, I think it was the summer of 2006, it was the first time I got to work with a program called Teen Bible Academy, an amazing three-week summer program where we take the kids out and we go backpacking for an entire week and we teach them how to spend time in the Bible with God. Then we take another week and we go and we uh, take a week studying in the mountains somewhere, this time not backpacking anymore, but we're actually at a church. And then the third week, we go and we do some sort of outreach at a city. Well, this year, we were doing the outreach portion in the Bay Area. We were in Mountain View area, Sunnyvale area. We were staying at Mountain View Academy. And we've been working really hard with, I think there was 36 kids or something like that that summer. And, you know, by the end of it, you're getting kind of tired, but everybody was talking about, oh, the 4th of July is coming up, the 4th of July. What are we going to do? Is this going to be a special, are you going to do something fun for us? And we're thinking, okay, we need to do something. We need to make 4th of July special for all these teenagers that we have with us. 
So we're thinking about it, and one of the staff members said, I know what I'll do, I'll make a special dessert. And so they made this American flag dessert, and we had American food, we had, I think, volleyball game that night. We did all different kinds of things, and then somebody started saying, but we're not going to see fireworks. I said, oh, well, oh, maybe we can figure out how to, to go and see fireworks. Maybe we can, we can work something out. And so they sent me out to go and scout out the firework possibility. So I drove around town for about two hours in all the traffic of the 4th of July, driving around trying to find out, and I was doing some research online and found out that from the Google building, you're supposed to be able to see this fireworks show. And I thought, okay, we can take them to the Google building, we can go and we can park in their parking lot, and then we can watch this fireworks show. So finally, after hours of driving around, I came back, I said, okay, this is what we're going to do tonight. We had the special dessert. Then we took them and we drove out to the fireworks show. We park, then we're walking. They're like, how far do we have to walk? Like, we're we're going to see fireworks. You're going to have a special 4th of July. Okay. We're walking along. We finally get there. The fireworks start going and they lasted probably two minutes. (laughs) They're like, is that it? That's the worst fireworks show I've ever seen. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So then we, we went and we got back in the cars and we're driving back and then there's this massive gridlock because it's just nonstop cars leaving from this small fireworks show. And so we sat for probably two hours trying to get back to Mountain View Academy. And the kids are just like, we could walk faster than this. What are we doing? Why is this taking so long? At that moment, if somebody had just said, Thank you so much for how you planned this for us. Thank you for how you spent all this time doing this. But for some reason, my car load didn't say anything like that. All they had was complaints. You can imagine how that made me feel. Like just wishing that somebody would appreciate, that somebody could be thankful, that somebody would just say, I really appreciate that you took the time to do that for me. In the Bible, one of the most common commands is for us to give thanks or to praise God. And sometimes when I read through that, I think, what is God, is, is God in need of, of me somehow building him up and of making him happier? Why does God constantly tell us to give thanks? Lisa just read the scripture reading in Psalm 136 where four different times in a row it says, give thanks. And if you just look up give thanks in a, a Bible software, you'll find it again and again. Psalm 105 verse 1 says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Psalm 106 1, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercies endure forever. Psalm 107.1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Psalm 107, verse 8, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. One of my favorites is down in 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, I believe it is. Chapter 5. Let's, let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And verse 18 It tells us to give thanks in absolutely every situation that we might be in. 2 Thessalonians, sorry, chapter 5, verse 16, we'll start in. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
So we've just come out of a series where we've talked about the Ten Commandments and how God has given us these special laws that reveal to us the love of God and how Jesus came and he actually lived this out. But not only did Jesus live this out, but that he wants us to live out this love. But as you read through the Bible, there are many other commands. And one of the most common is to give thanks. So why is it that God constantly tells us to give thanks? Well, I would propose that it's because of what it does for us. But we don't just have to guess that. Because research has been done revealing the health benefits and the physical benefits and the life benefits of thankfulness. In the Denver Post, I just read this last week, how it says that those who are thankful have lower blood pressure. They have reduced risk of heart disease. They experience less loneliness and isolation. They enjoy a stronger immune system. They report fewer symptoms of illness, have an easier time falling asleep. They feel more refreshed in the morning. They're optimistic about the future. They have a stronger sense of well-being. They suffer fewer symptoms of stress and depression. You know, when God asks you to do something, it's not because he just needs you to do something for him. But God asks you to do things because he knows that it will make your life better. It'll make your life the best ever. And we see this here with thankfulness. There's been a lot of research done. In fact, in the Huffington Post, it had a similar thing where it had 10 different things that were uh, better about if we live a thankful life. You get better grades in high school. You have better friendships. You have better heart health. Better team morale for athletes. They found that athletes end up recovering better if they have a a team that's filled with gratitude and they're thanking each other, their teammates. Better immune system function. Better mental health for teenagers. Um, People suffer fewer symptoms of stress and depression. Giving thanks builds your health. It makes your life so much better. So this Sabbath... Rather than me just standing here and telling you how good it is to give thanks, I thought that we could do something special together. And that is that we could actually take the time to say, how has God blessed us? How has God done special things in our life? Maybe it's just been in the past week. Maybe it's been in the past month. Maybe it's over the past year. But I believe that God has been doing special things. I've been hearing it from different ones of you about the incredible miracles that God has worked in your life. And some of you have said, could I ever have an opportunity to share? And today, we're taking that chance for you to actually share about what God has been doing in your life. And as we share this morning, I just want to encourage us that when we share, it points us to Jesus, but especially when we're sharing about what God has done. So I encourage us, as we share, let's focus on sharing about the good things that God has done for us. And also, since there's a lot of us here, let's focus on sharing briefly, on sharing just brief snippets of what God has done, focusing on the miracle part of it, focusing on the important details of it, rather than maybe telling long stories, which is easy to do when you get to talking. I know it happens to me so often. But we're just going to focus on lifting up Jesus together. And as we do this, we're also going to take some time in lifting up God in worship and in song. So as, as we begin, we just want to start with a song. It's a blessing to trust in Jesus. 
this time we're going to have microphones coming around. And if God's laid on your heart something just brief, something special that God has done, just go ahead and raise your hand and they will come around and they'll bring you a microphone just for you to share how God's been blessing. You know, there's a huge blessing in sharing just our own personal experiences of what God has been doing. Here we have Carolyn. God's been doing a lot in Carolyn's life, I know. Good morning, everyone. I wanted to um, first let everyone know how thankful I am for praying for me um, with my ordeal that I had with cancer this year. It's been actually a blessing to have cancer. (laughs) Who knew? Because there's so many people that started praying on my behalf that I did not think would ever pray. And one of them is my uh, sister Donna. She has not asked for prayer. She wouldn't allow prayer in her house for probably 25 or 30 years. And uh, before my surgery, she gave me a beautiful bracelet. I, I don't normally wear jewelry, but it had the Lord's Prayer on it. And she said, you know, when Mom always said when something bad was happening that you say the Lord's Prayer. So I wore that into surgery. Of course, they took it off <laughs> before I actually had my surgery, but it was something very special um, from her. And um, lately, we've been challenged. We lost a very dear neighbor of about 40 years, and Ron and I were able to be there when he took his last breath, and it was, it was a blessing to be there and support the family. Um, well, they've asked me to speak at his funeral on Monday, wow. and they're devout Catholics, and I'm one of three that they've asked to speak, and they called me when I was at the thrift store. And my sister Donna was there, and Doris and Paula. And the daughter said, is there something that you'd like to say? And I said, yes, I would really like to read a verse that was read at my dad's funeral. And it's in First Thessalonians, and it talks about the dead in Christ will rise first. That's what I said. She didn't really know what the verse was. And she said to me, oh, well, let me talk to the lady that's putting the funeral together, and we'll see if that's okay. So I figured... Hey, I told her, you know what, I'll read any verse you'd like. I just figured in my head, you know, as long as I wasn't participating in the Eucharist or anything, you know, that was fine. So I said, whatever you want me to do. So in the meantime, I was motioning to my sister and Paul and Doris, find me a Bible. Go get me a Bible real quick because I want to read this verse to her. So they all brought me a, a Bible, and my sister did too. She had found it somewhere there in the thrift store back where the books are. And so anyway, I was able to look it up real quick, and so I told Courtney what this verse was, and she's like, wow, that is really uplifting, and it talks about how the dead are going to rise up, and, and we're going to be with them, for, with our loved ones forever, and I said, yes. And so anyway, later on, um, this, uh, actually just a few days ago, I was down at my sister's house, and she, she comes out, and she goes, oh, sis, I have to show you something. And she had this black Bible, and it looked like maybe some of our older ones or something in the pew, but she had got it from the thrift store. And she said, it's so amazing. This Bible, I'm actually starting to understand what it says. And I said, well, what is this Bible? Please let me look at it. I looked at it, and on the side of it, it says HMS Richards. And I said, oh, he's, um, he's an old pastor. I, you know, I didn't know him personally, but I said, um, he was in the Adventist church. And I said, but this Bible isn't really of any particular translation. It looks like a, an old King James, I told her. And I'm still sitting here going, okay, Lord, you're, you're, I'm witnessing a miracle right now. And she said, 
I don't know, but in the back, it explains all these different Bible verses. And for the first time, I can understand what the Bible is saying. And I was like, praise God. I was witnessing a miracle. So yesterday, anyway, I went with her oldest daughter. We went down to San Luis, and we went to this craft fair, and I bought her a very nice Bible uh, marker because where she had the Bible marked, she was probably halfway through Genesis, and there was a piece of plastic paper like she had eaten peanuts or something in bed. And so I thought, you know, I, I chose her. And it was funny because I, I chose her name for Christmas this year. And I thought, oh, I'm going to put that in there for her so she'll have a special Bible marker in her special Bible that she's calling this. So anyway, well, I'll get through this here in just a second. I'm almost done. And um, so the other miracle, too, is um, the miracle that, you know, all of you were praying for me um, mm-hmm. during this whole time, because really this wasn't about me. It was about your prayers being answered. And I just hope that that all of this has strengthened your faith, too. Um, I got my CA-125 back again. Um, you might remember that my first cancer blood test, um, originally my, my blood test was at 1,900, and then it dropped to 21, and anything from 35 or below is normal, and I got another one back a week and a half ago, and it's now at 12. Praise God. So the doctor literally said, if you were seeing an oncologist right now, if you were anywhere even near 35 or 40, he said he would be thrilled and when your first one came back at 21, he said it was amazing. But he said, now that you're at 12, he says, this is incredible. So basically, I am being able, to, I'm able to witness to people, and Ron and I both, constantly about juicing and water and sunlight and exercise and trusting God. It's continually that he's putting someone in our path Praise now God. to witness this. So thank Praise you God. so much for your prayers. Praise God. Thank you for sharing, Carol. And that really shows that we can give thanks in everything. You're saying, I'm thankful that I got cancer because look at what's happening. My own family and friends' lives, they're learning about Jesus. That's powerful. We have another person who'd like to share. All right, Jody. I just have three quick ones. And the first one is, I just want to say I'm thankful that my husband is finally recovering from his shoulder surgery he's had four of them in the last six years, so he's off off of his sling, and he's he's doing better now. I know a lot of people were praying for him. And then, um, secondly, I ended up getting shingles a month ago. I was in a lot of pain, and um, I just woke up. I couldn't sleep during the night, so I would pray and just remember the things I'm thankful for. (laughs) And I feel like it's the reason I got better so quickly. Just lay there and say, Lord, I'm thankful for a warm bed. (laughs) You know, start with that. Thankful for my family, you know. And it would help me relax and get back to sleep. So, And then the third thing is Jessie's coming home. I haven't seen her in over a year. I'm really excited. She'll be here for Christmas. God. So that's, that's all. God is good, isn't he? <laughs> it helps you get through sickness. It helped Paul and Silas get through their time in prison, didn't it? When they were praising God and thanking God, even though they were in stocks at midnight, suffering from having been beaten, yet they were praising God, and it helped them through. Here we have another one here. Happy Sabbath and uh, Happy Sabbath. wonderful Thanksgiving to all. We are so blessed. I feel like uh, there's a text that says, runneth over and spilleth out, pressed down. Anyway, I'm thankful for, to be here. I'm thankful for life, for health. So precious when, as you get older, you realize health is a little fragile. Hmm. And 
There's a statement by Ellen White. She says that the cross of Christ is stamped on every loaf of bread. Um, I'm so thankful I have my family here today. Um, One of them, and I'm not going to mention names, years ago went to Monterey Bay Academy. And this particular child of mine had some problems there. And I felt that Monterey Bay Academy was being, uh, they weren't treating him fairly. They weren't treating this child of mine fairly. So I complained to Monterey Bay Academy, and I didn't get anywhere. So at camp meeting, I thought, well, I'm going to go right to the president of the conference and complain to him about Monterey Bay Academy. At the time, the president of the conference happened to be uh, our pastor's uh, father. And... uh, and I'm going to embarrass him here a little bit, and I'm sorry about that, Pastor Zach. That's okay. Uh, and he told me after I confided how I was having these issues with the school, he said, well, you know, my son has had issues there as well. <laughs> and I, I felt uh, very, I felt at the time it was like, oh, he's not going to help me. But later on I realized he was in a way... Uh, comforting me, saying, yeah, I've had some problems too. All things work together for those who, for good, for those who love God. And we're thankful for that. Amen. Amen. I'm very thankful for my parents because I caused a lot of the problems that they, they had to deal with, and yet they were very merciful. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Pastor Zach, hey, when I started out, I was a bachelor preacher for three years. And uh, the conference was getting very concerned about that. Um, and um, anyway, uh, I uh, was sent, first of all, to Chattanooga, Tennessee, because I was, uh, they were hoping that being that near to uh, Southern University, uh, which was Southern Missionary College, that maybe I'd get a, you know, get out and get a, a wife. Uh, but... <laughs> After a year, they, they said, well, that's not working. So they sent me to South Georgia. And that's looked upon as the mission uh, uh, area of the conference, actually. And uh, I, had a, I had two churches, one with eight old ladies. And another one was just a home church. We're all old people, too. And, uh, and uh, but... We also had two churches in the district in the southern, uh, south of me, about 70 miles. And, um, and we, uh, in that, uh, near one of the churches uh, down there where my senior pastor was, uh, was a hospital, a county hospital that was run by, actually run by our conference. And, uh, and so I remember, <clears throat> Going down to, uh, it was beginning of the year, they had a conference a meeting uh, where all the churches were to send in folk uh, to, uh, at the beginning of the year. And, and so I took some of my folk from that little home church down. And I, as I walked in the, uh, uh, in the church, I noticed some uh, 
a girl, a young lady, playing the piano. I never and had seen her before, and I thought, well, she she looked uh, pretty nice. Um, and uh, the pastor had fixed up a, a certain uh, a, a kind of get together that evening at his house, and this. And I, it was set up for me, I think, and her to get together and meet. Praise God. And, um, and so when I met her, I, uh, I was pretty impressed. And I, I uh, uh, thought, well, um, uh, you know, maybe this is the one. And uh, we got acquainted and... Uh, well, to make a long story short, uh, in, in 20 days from today, uh, it will be on the 18th of December, will be Jan and my 55th anniversary. Wow. And God. Uh, I think we join, I believe, Linda, Linda and Mark Mulder as the same anniversary date. And a very dear friend of ours has a birthday on that date by the name of Nadine Dorn. And so we've been blessed many ways. Oh. Praise God, Pastor Cliff. Thanks for sharing that. We're so blessed by you and Jan. And it's such a blessing to remember how God has blessed us even in the past. You read about the Israelites and in Psalm, I think it's 106 or 107, it talks about how God did all these amazing things for them. And then it will say, but they forgot, but they forgot, but they forgot. That's so typical of us. We tend to forget what God has done, but the more we can remember and be thankful, the better our own outlook and our remembrance of how God is. Over here we have one. Yes, Angie. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Um, I work for Walmart, and in late October, this store got robbed. This person walked into, sorry, my department and um, as he walked through my department, I looked at him and we made eye contact. And I looked down into his basket to see what he had and um, was overflowing with electronics. And I was thinking, you know, Black Friday, why can't he wait? But as he passed by me, passed by me and went to my right, I felt this huge person standing right beside me, huge, huge. And I just sit there and, you know, wondered what was going on, what's, what's this about? And um, so he went over there to my right, and there was this big display blocking us. All I could see was his head. And um, I said, well, I'm going to go get another box and bring it back over here where I'm standing, and if this person is still standing there, I know something is wrong. So I did that. I went over there to get the box and decided to look at what he was doing with the electronics. He was over there looking at stereo. And I went over there to get the box, but I looked at him first. He was reading a box, then he took the box and put it in his shopping cart. And so I looked away real quick and came back to where I was standing. And yes, that was still there. It's so awesome. And then I said, what's going on here? Something is wrong. And so I turned around to open the box on the counter. So I gave this person my back, 
And the minute I did that, whatever was standing near me, to my right, made this big whoosh and landed behind me. Now he's got my back. And in doing that, he grazed me. I felt like I was under uh, air condition and my hair went whoosh. And then I get chills all over me and I'm rubbing myself. Um, I'm cold, I'm cold, and I'm, something is wrong here, something is wrong. So I just decided to go around the register and stay where the register was at. And I stood there a minute. I looked over the room, but we were the only two person in the room, but plus that. And then he saw me looking at him because he was looking down in his basket and he gave me this evil look. And I said, you, you're the one here. And so I picked up whatever I opened from the box and I goes, well, I'm going to find a home for this and maybe when I come back, he'll be gone. Halfway going to put away the merchandise, um, some other lady came into the store and said, could you please ring me up? I have just this one item. If you know where I'm at to wear this candle that she picked up to buy, she passed three registers just to come to my register. And I said, okay, I'll help you put back the stuff on the um, counter, and there I was in the safety of the register. In doing this transaction, the guy with the electronic just took off um, to the emergency door and ran out. Bells went off everywhere, and every undercover person just ran to my department. And the lady's like screaming at me, you've been robbed, you've been robbed, you've been robbed. And I just stood there like, wow. What just happened here? And that night I got home, I cried and I prayed and I thank God. Mm. You know, but our angels do not be afraid. They're huge, twice the size of man. There was this humongous person just standing near me. Beautiful. So thank Praise you. Praise God, Angelina. Thank you for sharing that. In Psalm 34, 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and delivers them. I think that's the story of your angel protecting you, that you would have been back in the back room when that guy came through there, but instead your angel redirected you and you were able to not be harmed by the robber. That's great. All right. Back here. Ralph. This week we all experienced the same miracle, for which I'm extremely thankful. I call it an everyday miracle. Every morning the sun comes up, that's a miracle. Every day I wake up and my heart's still beating, that's a miracle. But the miracle that really struck me this week was that that sun that God hung in the universe was shining right past our planet, fully on the moon that the God put up for us to enjoy. And the moon was reflecting that sunlight, not just on me for my pleasure and enjoyment and whatever other adjectives I can come up with short of awesome. And then that light was reflecting off of some of the most glorious white clouds you can imagine. The sky was black. The clouds were startlingly white. They were joining the moon in 
reflecting the sunlight to the place where all of the fall colors in the trees outside our window were visible. It wasn't so dark you couldn't recognize color. So we had light and color all with nothing more than a spoken word from our Savior. Hmm. And God. that's enough for me to be very thankful. That's right. And it was enough for the psalmist too. In Psalm 19, 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. The heavens do declare that we have an amazing, merciful Savior. Think we're going to have take one more, and then we're going to have another uh, hymn that we're going to sing. Don has the mic back here, and then we'll come to you. Um, Jan and I have been making it a practice of praying, and it's such a blessing together. But God's been teaching me to pray about practical things, daily things. And I just want to share one answered prayer, actually two, um, but I'll be short. Uh, I have a coworker. They have a real difficult time when they show up at work. They're angry. They're not pleasant to be around, and nobody wants to work with this person. Well, on certain days, I get to work with that person. And uh, it can be like, oh, boy. And people say, we're so sorry, you know, this is your day. And uh, so we started praying for this person, and all of a sudden it stopped. And people recognize that. It says, what's going on? So one of my coworkers says, well, I've been praying for this person before they come to work, and God has answered those prayers. So another coworker said, I think I'm going to start praying too. Uh, so we've been making a habit of praying for all of our coworkers, and I got a chance uh, just the other day with a whole room full of people that God just allowed me to have the boldness to say, you know, I pray for every one of you people every morning. And they were so awestruck by that. It's like, Amen. why would somebody do that? Amen. So God is so good. Praise God. That's exciting. Thank you for sharing that. Like we talked about last week, Ephesians 2.10, God has prepared good works beforehand that we should walk in them, even whole rooms of coworkers to pray with. He's already prepared that. He already has it planned for us. We'll do one more, and then we're going to have another song. Gabe. That's good. Um, I want to thank um, God for sending his guiding angel down to me. Amen. You want to tell him the story? No? Can I tell him the story? Maybe your mom can tell the story. That'd be better. Well, we were um, on our camping trip, and we went up to Hume Lake, and we had just got there, and we decided, you know, to um, kind of go look around a little bit and before we got our campsite set up, and um, Gabe took a friend with them, Kira, and we told him, you know, why don't you go ride your bikes around the campground? Well, we had told Gabe um, to ride kind of slow with Kira because she has some eye problems. She's um, a year older than Gabe, and but she um, doesn't see real good out of one of her eyes. And um, anyway, we said, you know, you ride slow with Kira. Well, um, pretty soon, you know, we're starting to set up the campsite, and here comes Gabe 
20 miles an hour around the campsite, down the hill, and we yelled at him, you know, slow down, ride with Kira. And, um, you know, and then he went out of sight around the corner. Well, he came around the second time, and it, he was going even faster. And we yelled at him, slow down, and he hit his brakes. He, he slid around a corner. He crashed going really fast into... Um, this big, uh, I think it was a redwood tree. And I don't know what happened, but when we ran over there, he was behind the tree. His bike was, um, handlebars were jammed into the tree. He was around the backside of the tree, laying there. I, we don't know how he got around the tree. He should have hit his head right into the tree. Um, he was screaming he was crying his leg was um hurt pretty bad um we had another camper that ran and um i guess we didn't know but called the paramedics and um anyway we finally got him up and we thought his leg might be broken because he he didn't want to stand on it well we got him over to our campsite and um we heard sirens um there was the fire department and rescue came, and um, anyway, we were checking him out. Well, on his chest, he had a huge handprint. It was a huge, it was a red handprint. It wasn't a bruise. It was bigger than my hand. It was bigger than Bernie's hand. And um, we think to this day that it was probably his guardian angel Otherwise, he would have, I think, cracked his head open and or his ribs. Um, but he ended up just being bruised up. Praise the Lord. We praise, praise the, Lord the Lord for his guardian angel. <laughs> praise the Lord. We're thankful, Gabe, that your guardian angel looks out for you. And Jesus actually said that. Not only did the psalmist say that the angel encamps around us, but he said that the angels of the little ones are always beholding the Father in heaven. So your angel's watching out for you. We're so thankful for that. This time we're going to have a little more worship. be thankful even for this 24-hour period that Jesus has given us just to focus on him. And what a special thing that we can share together in this time. We can give thanks together. In fact, did you know, I see my microphone people sat down, but there's still, I think, more people that we're we're planning to share. So hold up your hands and they'll bring you around the microphone while I'm talking. But did you know that Early Adventists, actually, they didn't have a pastor that spoke every Sabbath, but they had something called the social meeting. So each Sabbath they'd meet and they'd have a Bible study in the morning. And then after that, for their church service, they had a time of singing and they had a time where people were sharing praises of what God had done for them. They'd be sharing from the Bible. They'd be sharing testimonies. That's what often consisted of their church service because they didn't have pastors that were just at their church all the time. So you're getting a little experience of what it's like to be able to share and to praise God on Sabbath. Right here. I like to praise God for the miracle that he puts in our way to see and to appreciate his greatness. Mm -hmm. And if we say, Lord, show me your greatness, he will show us things that we wouldn't even imagine. I was visiting here and we went to um, Pismo Beach and they happened to have the monarch butterflies. And some of them had not ever been there, and some of them are like a fourth generation. And the wonder of it is how this little creature 
comes and I say, do they come in groups? No, they come alone. And then do they live in a group? No, they live singular. And they travel 200 miles a day or they travel 2,000 miles from where their origins. And they uh, share this journey in several generations and they make it. And I think, God, this is so awesome. That's amazing. Thank you, Lord. What an amazing creator we have that he watches out for monarch butterflies who fly 200 miles a day, just these tiny little insects, and yet God is watching out for them. Like Jesus said about the sparrow, if a sparrow is sold, if uh, two sparrows are sold for five pence, how much more do you know that your Father in Heaven cares about you? We have another one. Beverly. Um, I have in my life always these lists going around in my head about have to. I have to do this. I have to get up and go do that. And um, about a week ago, I got an email from a blogger, uh, James Clear. And the message was from one of his uh, early uh, gym instructors. The change the have-tos to I get to. Mm. I get to take my kids to church. I get to take my kids to school. I get to clean the kitchen. And for me... That was a big turnaround because mm-hmm. instead of complaining, I needed a sense of gratitude for my life, for every minute of my life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's a great way to live, and it makes you healthier, too. It takes care of that stress. It helps you sleep better. It helps with heart disease. It helps with lots of other things. We have another one back here, and then we'll come up here. Jan. Well, God has answered so many prayers this year with our prayer group. But two I want to mention today is about this time last year, Don was in the hospital, and um, I just am so grateful for the uh, verse that says, before we pray, God answers, um, because he was in a life-threatening situation that many people die from, and God spared his life, and I'm very thankful for that. The other thing that's been a real blessing to me is I've been praying for a long time, and this may not seem like a miracle to some, but it is to me, uh, that God would give me a prayer partner. There's so many people that are too busy and just don't have the time. And this year, God gave me a prayer partner, and she is the biggest blessing in my life, and I am so thankful every day for that miracle. Amen. Yeah, if you don't have a prayer partner, I really encourage you to, to ask God to bring you one because it's so encouraging to have people to pray with on a consistent basis. Yes. When my wife uh, speaks, I, I, I have to step up. I have to share too. <laughs> Good, we're glad you are. Thanks for sharing. You know, I'm an old guy. I'm 77. And I think that God has a plan for each one of us. He has a plan. In my case, uh, I came from Mexico, Mazatlan, Sinaloa. We came to the little town of Calexico, and there I was put in the mission school, and there's where I found Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I took it very hard uh, ever since I was a kid because as a Catholic, I went to parochial school and I appreciated the priest, and I wanted to be a priest. But unfortunately, you know, as you get to be in the teens, uh, you see the opposite sex, and uh, things change. 
you're not going to be a priest. So in my case, uh, I started at Calexico Mission School. I learned from many good teachers there. And when we came to San Bernardino, I went to Loma Linda Academy. And after that, I went one semester to La Sierra. I wanted to be a preacher. Unfortunately, God had other plans for me. I was not to be a preacher. And I was very sad because it didn't work out. You see, uh, we have to deal with finances, right? And the dean at the university told these two great ministers who loved me and wanted me to be a preacher. Uh, he said, look, I have a whole list here of people who have already paid their four years, and you want me to put them aside to let this young man come with hardly any money. So I took it very hard, but anyway, God knows what he does, right? Mm -hmm. Well, at Loma Linda, I, I, I continued and finished there, and from there I went to Cal State University, and through them, I got the love of health. And um, to make it short, I went through the process and uh, went to Loma Linda. I got two master's degrees, one in public health administration and one in public health uh, uh, MPH to teach health. Anyway, I read everything I could on Sister White. I did everything that could be done. My career in the health department started in Los Angeles County and it went on to Tulare County and I, uh, I retired about 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And so I think to myself, what would have been of my life? I, I got to talk to a lot of people. I got appreciated by a lot of people, and I appreciate a lot of people. And every Thanksgiving, I give thanks to God, Amen. because he knew what I was to be. He knew and it's been a blessing to my life, my wife, my uh, uh, five daughters who gave me uh, 17 grandchildren, and now seven great-grandchildren. Praise God. And you know, once in a while at, at Portobello and Fresno and Bakersfield, they asked me to come and talk a little bit about health. Praise God. And uh, I appreciate God giving me that uh, privilege. Thank you Thank for you. sharing. You know, it's the opposite of me. I didn't ever want to be a preacher. And then God <laughs> sent me in a different direction. But Psalm 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. God delights to direct our footsteps. Dr. Kirk has something for us. I'm very thankful for a great lady. Amen. We're in our 68th year of marriage. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. And that's an example. Thank you for that example. Rich. Yes, this summer the... Uh I was blessed on two separate occasions to uh, lead two individuals through the sinner's prayer. And there we have two new Christians in, in Christ. Praise God. Nothing Satan better than his, that. Yeah, Satan did his best to try to stop it, but it didn't work. 
Praise God. Thank you for your example, Rich, of always being excited to share the good news about Jesus. We appreciate that. Tracy. Um, my daughter, youngest daughter, was turning 21 on Tuesday, and I've been kind of nervous because Natalie has lots of friends that she loves to go out with, and I didn't know what to expect. Um, there was talk of Las Vegas at one point, but anyway, I was praying and praying, and um, on her birthday, she decided she wanted to go out with her family to dinner, and um, I just praise God for that. She's been home with her family every night since, and um, I just thank the Lord that he hears a mother's prayers, and I'm not saying I'm going to stop praying for her and all my children, but I had to say I was thankful for that 21st birthday that came and went. Praise God. Yeah. My mom was always praying I would turn around before my 21st birthday because it's a lot easier at that point to make some serious mistakes. We have Kathy over here and Steve up over here. Let's, Steve has the mic, it looks like. But Kathy goes first. Okay, Kathy goes first. <laughs> well, I've told this story many times, my $10,000 story, but I think that God gave it to me because it's a great... Uh, it's great to be serving an amazing God. And so I just like to, is there anybody who has, I mean, is that, have you already all heard it? Is there anybody who hasn't heard it? One person, two people, okay. Shall I tell it for them? We had a store, um, a couple, few, this was three years ago, we had a store that had a lot of toys in it. And we, I could see in August that we were going to need an extra $10,000 on the 1st of October. And so I started praying about it, and I said, Lord, we're going to need an extra $10,000, and I've got about a month to do it. And um, so David and I were praying and trying to figure out what to do. Well, we had these little giraffes. Well, they weren't too little. They were about two feet tall that were stuffed giraffes, and they were huge sellers, so much so that when the lady importing them from China decided she wouldn't import anymore, I bought her entire stock. So I had a couple hundred of these giraffes, and they sold like crazy. And people just went crazy. Every kid that came in would run and put their arms around the giraffe, didn't want to let it go. They were just, they were wonderful sellers. And we had, at one point, um, had a deal where if you spent $75, you got a giraffe for nineteen ninety-five instead of $35, and they just sold like hotcakes. So I said, you know what, David? We need $10,000. What if we said, if you buy $125, and that was common in our store, you get a free giraffe. And he said, that would work. Those giraffes are such a big seller. So we counted our giraffes, and we had 79 giraffes. Now, if you do 125 times, 70, uh, 125 times 79, it's just under $10,000. And I said, that's it. God is leading us to do this. So we had our big sale for the whole month of September, and not one person took us up on it. Suddenly, our giraffes, we couldn't give them away. And the morning of the 1st of, of October, I was in bed. I didn't want to get out. I had the covers over my head, and I was going to stay there because I did not have $10,000. And David came into the room, and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. I said, we'll call the bank. I figure we have about 1000 extra dollars, and then we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do about the rest of it. And he said, well, should I go get the mail? And I said, sure, why not? So he comes back in, and he said, I have a letter from the IRS. I said, of course you do. <laughs> this is the perfect day for that. Uh, and he said, shall I open it? And I said, why not? I'm here with the covers over my head. I'm good. So um, he opened it up, 
and it was a check for $6,000, a little over $6,000, which we had no reason to get. And I thought it was a mistake. I called them. No, it was correct. We'd been overpaying, overpaying, overpaying. They'd finally noticed, and they gave us the difference. I called the bank, and we had about $3,000. So here I was at $9,000. I said, that's good enough, Lord. You're amazing. How wonderful. And then David went to the store, and by 2 o'clock, we really hadn't had any customers. Not one person had come in. And then finally, a lady came in, and we were, I think, $600 short of $10,000. She spent $600. So by 2 o'clock on the 1st of October, we had $10,000 that we did not have the day before. And I learned so much from that. He has always been amazing to me in the miracles that he's done for me. But it was important to God that I didn't help. I didn't sell a single giraffe. And those, they sold fabulously well, except for that month of September. As <laughs> soon as I got my $10,000, they started selling again. So Praise I think God. God teaches us so much. Yeah. If he wants us to, to wait sometimes for the miracle so we don't miss the miracle. He's Thank just you. wonderful. Thank you for sharing that again. In Psalm 50, verse 23, it says, Whoever offers praise glorifies me. So every time you share that story, you're continuing to glorify God. So keep on sharing it. Steve. I just wanted to thank... Uh, God, for the words that Jesus left for us that have been in my heart today. It's John 14, 26, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. Praise God. I'm thankful for those words. There's a lot of things I'm thankful for, especially the people to my right. But I'm thankful that those words are true. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You can take those words to the bank. He'll give you peace in any situation. Do I see another hand back here? Okay. Jerry. Um, I'm just thankful for uh, this last Sunday. Um, we had a work be here at the church uh, for working on the grounds. And I was thinking that maybe five people would show up because a lot of people kept coming up and saying, oh, well, since Thanksgiving and I've got lots of family home or I'm going to be out of town, um, I didn't think very many people would show up. We had 25 people show up, and we got a lot done. And um, I'm just thankful for all of those people. Um, a whole family showed up with their kids, their college-age kids that could be doing something else. I'm just so grateful for that family. Um, we had even um, a family with two little boys show up. Um, so Max and Zach, I'm so grateful that you came and worked for hours um, with us. And I'm just very thankful for them. Um, the other thing I'm thankful for is that at the end of the four hours, people were saying, wow, when are we going to do this again? And I said, oh, well, I was thinking maybe, you know, we could maybe do this every three months. And they're saying, that long? <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's really exciting to my heart. Um, I'm also very grateful for, my, for the church committee that is in charge of grounds. Uh, when we meet together, that's their attitude, too. When do we get to meet together again to plan 
and um, work on that. So I'm very grateful for that. Praise God. We're very thankful for all that's taking place. Have you driven by the front of the church and seen the difference? We had people from the community, radiologists, was talking to somebody at work and telling them, I noticed that the front of your church, it looks a lot better. So we praise God for that focus. Back here. Um, something that I'm very grateful for is my family. I couldn't be more happy to have my family that I have. I was going down such a bad path that just ran far away from my family, God, everybody. And my family prayed and prayed and prayed. We all prayed. We all hoped. And one day it just, it happened. Our family came back together. Um, God brought me back to the church and brought me back to him. And it's just been one blessing after another. Thank you, Whisper. That's a blessing. We have Kim up here has one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Just wanted to relate a uh, an amazing little event that happened at my father's house over the, over Thanksgiving on Thursday. My father. Some of you have met him. He's a devoted Christian, and he's a, he's actually works as a Baptist lay pastor for a Baptist church in Fresno, and, and, um, and we were having dinner at his house, and my father is uh, into cars in a, in a big way, and <clears throat> when I was a kid, I used to grow up in the summers rebuilding carburetors for my dad, for example. That wasn't the most feminine uh, thing that I could have done, but I grew up with a, in a, a car racing kind of thing, and even though my dad's retired, he has some people that still help him do, do those things. And um, among them is a young man who is, along with his wife, a uh, really nice kid, but, you know, let's just say they're wildly secular. And, um, <clears throat> but he, uh, my, my father has been working with him for the years that uh, he's been working with him. His name's Gonzo. And got him going a few times to my father's Bible study, where he has learned to read the, you know, read the Bible and, and get into scripture. But then recently, he and his wife, to me inexplicably, have uh, found 3ABN on TV. And they have just, you know, done a complete 180 degree turn. And I found myself having this conversation like, of like, whoa, 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 just with this lit young man and his wife and their, and their two little children about um, some of the, the truths that Adventists hold most dear, Sabbath and, um, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's statue and the interpretations and all these things. Um, and so I had in my car some materials, a, a whole set of It Is Written study guides and a copy of The Great Controversy and they could not get a hold of them fast enough. So here are these. And, and my father found himself in a state, he was hard to explain how these two young people from his, you know, because they credit my father <clears throat> with getting them interested in the Bible. And now, of course, they're going to be looking for an Adventist church to go to. So please Praise pray God. for Gonzo and Maritza and, and a good outcome for that. Praise God. God works in mighty ways. All right. My wife has something to share. I love that. I just want to say a huge praise to God for our church family. When we moved here six months ago, I guess I was grateful, but I was also really heartbroken. Um, I was so sad to leave our previous place and 
to leave so many friends behind. And so coming every week was a blessing, but in my heart, it just felt like crying all the time. And, um, you know, it took maybe two weeks until I told Zach, I hope we never have to move from here. Um, but I just want to praise God so much because from the beginning, you know, he really pushed me to do VBS and he said, you have to do it because I had done children's ministries in the past. And I said, it's, we're too new. No one will help us. We don't even know. They haven't done it in so long. And then 53 of you volunteered to help me and we got to do VBS together. And I don't know, over the past six months, I just look back at what God has done to bring so many friends, amazing prayer partners. So many of you have volunteered to come with me. Um, to do Bible studies together. We've had so much fun doing everything, and I'm just so, 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 so grateful to God. Amen. That's a huge answer to prayer. I remember coming here, and she had high hopes in what God could do, and yet she wasn't very excited, but God can totally turn things around, and He has in amazing ways, and she is so thrilled to be here, and I'm so thrilled to be here, and I'm so thrilled to see how God is working. I wish we had more time that we could share a lot more testimonies, um, but I think we're out of time as far as sharing testimonies. Just one thank more, you. one more. You know, Leah just mentioned how it's been a blessing for them to come here. You know, we went through months, and I acknowledge Ron <clears throat> for stepping up and doing what he did, and we prayed and prayed and prayed for a pastor who would lead this church like a breath of fresh air. And this is what we have. What an answer to prayer. God is merciful. God is very merciful. Praise God for music. Isn't it a blessing to worship Jesus together as a family, as a church family, to worship Him together? In Desire of Ages... Page 348, a beautiful book about the life of Jesus. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to check it out. Desire of Ages, page 348, it says, It is for our own benefit to keep every gift of God fresh in our memory. It's important that we don't forget even about that $10,000 day of a few years back, about that, how we were led to our spouse, all of those things, to keep those things fresh in mind, just in the past few days, how God may have blessed us. Thus, faith is strengthened to claim and to receive more and more. There is greater encouragement for us in the least blessing we ourselves receive from God than in all the accounts we can read of the faith and experience of others. Just to have one single experience on your own with Jesus. Just to see him work miraculously in your own life. That's something Gabe is never going to forget, the fact that an angel held his hand to his chest and kept him from hitting his head on the redwood tree. That's something that you're never going to forget. That's something that you can cling to more than you can cling to the story about David and Goliath and how he slew the, the, the giant. Those are important things, and yet it's even greater when we can cling to those testimonies of what God has done in our own life. This is why you find in Jesus' life when people... When he worked miracles for them, he loved for them to be able to share about it. Like, for example, when the ten lepers came to him. In Luke chapter 17, the ten lepers come, and they're screaming out for Jesus. They say, have mercy on us. You can imagine the crowd falling back. I mean, here wasn't one leper, but here is ten lepers with this loathsome disease, and here they are crying out for Jesus to have mercy. It must have been a scary thing to see all of these diseased people there who you knew were contagious. You knew that you could get this same disease. 
And they're calling out for Jesus, saying, have mercy on us. And he tells them, go to the priests. Go to the priests and show yourselves to them. It took faith to respond to Jesus and to actually begin to go to the priests. And as they're headed to the priests, which is what you were supposed to do, to have them check to see if you had leprosy. They're headed to the priests, and in the action of doing what Jesus had told them to do, they were healed on the way. And as they're going along, they're doing what Jesus said. Nine of them just keep on going, and they keep going to the priests. But one of them simply can't stop there. It can't keep going. He, he thinks about what Jesus has done for him, and he's so amazed by it that in Luke chapter 17, verse 15, it says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. With a loud voice, he glorified God. If you remember in Revelation chapter 14, it says that there's going to be another angel flying in the midst of heaven who's going to, with a loud voice, proclaim to fear God and give him glory. Here you find, with a loud voice, he's giving glory to Jesus. And how is he doing that? Simply by saying thank you. Simply by saying you worked in my life in a miraculous way. And Jesus goes on to say, well, verse 16 says, and he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. When we live lives of gratitude, when we reflect and we share with the good things that Jesus has done in our lives, it brings glory to God. Because you think about your coworkers, you think about your family, you think about your neighbors. When they look at your life and you're constantly thanking God, you're constantly praising God, you're constantly filled with gratitude, they want to know your God. They want to know Jesus because they see in your life that it's a good life, that it's a life filled with the goodness of God. So I encourage you, Live a life of gratitude. That's one of the best ways that you can share the gospel. For me personally, I shared this when I was first here. One of the best ways for me to do this is every single day, I take out my prayer journal and I write down 10 things that I've seen God do over the past day. Or you could even do it at the end of the day and say, God, show me the blessings that you've done and just write down a few things. Make it a goal to to write down a certain number of things every day. And you'll find how refreshing that is. You'll find how many things you normally pass by. And just like those nine, you normally keep on going. And you don't even recognize the things that God has done. But when you stop and you thank Jesus, it fills your own heart with joy. It gives you health like we read about. And it brings glory to Jesus. So I encourage you, get a prayer journal if you haven't already. And write down those praises. Keep track of them every single day. And share them with the people around you. Because this will bring glory to Jesus. Let's not just do it at Thanksgiving. Let's do it all year long. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for the testimonies that we've heard this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that every good gift, like it says in James 1, comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no shifting shadow. We thank you that every good thing in our life comes from you. Every bread loaf, like was talked about earlier, is stamped with the cross of Christ. We eat because you have blessed us. We live because you have blessed us. Everything in our life that is good comes from you. 
Lord, may we not only celebrate your goodness at Thanksgiving, but may we celebrate it each and every day. And as we celebrate and give glory to Jesus, we ask that the world would see your goodness in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.